0: Welcome back to It's All Made Up Anyway. I am doing another totally off-the-cuff episode. I'm trying to record this video and audio, but the thing, I mean, I'm sure those of you who are neurodivergent can relate. I, like, cannot look, like, focus on looking at something while also thinking about what to say, so I'm probably going to be looking off the whole time if you do watch the video. Anyway, irrelevant. Um, I felt really inspired to make this podcast episode because I just had a potential client call and so much of what she was talking about are things that I've gone through and I want to speak to this experience of feeling like you need to prove yourself <laughs> of getting into starting a business and let me tell you what I see this is not just her this is like so many people and I'm going to keep it really general to not, you know, cross any lines but this is just something that I see a lot I know a lot of my audience is going to identify with this and so I want to talk to talk to it and about it which is You grow up high-achieving. You're neurodivergent, but you don't necessarily know that yet. Um, You're somewhat creative, but not, like, super creative. So, you, like, don't really identify as being creative, but, like, you know you have a a creative bone in your body. I used to say when I was younger that I'm, like, a color-in-the-lines type of girl or, like, draw what I see. Like, I'm not out making, like, abstract art, but I am absolutely able to, like, take things that I see and make them creative and beautiful. And I know a lot of you can probably relate to that. Um, You again grew up high achieving because there was this pressure to perform there was this pressure to achieve and so everything that you did was about achieving and like being good enough and being recognized and getting those accolades from your parents or whoever it was when you were younger that like left that lasting impact on you i found, find it's usually parents but sometimes it's teachers whatever so That's how you grow up. You get really into therapy. You get really into psychology. Maybe psychology becomes like your special interest and you start going down the healing path and you start getting into like shadow work and how to heal your trauma and codependency and attachment and like all that stuff. And you end up getting so into it that you really want to help other people with it. (laughs) So you go down that rabbit hole of like, okay, how can I make a career out of helping people? This is what I'm meant to do. I'm incredibly intuitive, all of these things. And along that path, yes, you are doing your own healing, but still a lot of what you're doing, especially if you decide to start a business doing the thing that you're, you're doing, a lot of it is coming from this place of not feeling good enough and needing to prove yourself. And so on top of already being in a very emotionally exhausting and draining field, because let's be honest, like it doesn't matter how much you like helping people, it doesn't matter how much therapy or counseling or coaching or social work or whatever it feels like you're calling, it is emotionally draining, and, like, unfortunately, the the healthcare system that we're in does not, especially when you're first starting out, does not really allow for us to have breaks. Like, you have to take on a lot of clients, and you have to, like, you're not getting paid enough. And so burnout is, like, we have such high rates of burnout in helper pr- professions. But on top of all of that, you are also doing it from this place of not feeling good enough, which amplifies this experience of... I need to do this. I need to be successful. I need to continue to go, go, go and push, push, push and take on as much as possible and martyr myself for other people and take on, you know, clients who can't afford to pay me and like take on people who I wish someone had taken, you know, someone had helped me out. So I'm going to take those people on, but you're doing it from an empty cup and you're doing it from this energy of like desperation and needing to prove t- that you can do it and so the mo- emotional mental and like stress load of that experience becomes so pronounced so heavy that you burn out very quickly and every time i talk to clients like this um which is all the time by the way because a lot of us have this exact same story like it's uncanny truly how many um you know notes i have on my computer of like the exact same story. When you do this, a lot of us get to this point where we don't understand why we're burnt out we don't understand why we're not able to be successful we don't understand why running that business isn't working we don't understand why we're having so many troubles with money we don't understand why you know we can't seem to get ourselves to do the things that we know that we need to do so you're like screaming at yourself to sit down on the computer and like work on your business or make that website or apply to a new job or whatever it is but like you just can't get yourself to do it and you feel stuck You feel like this doesn't make any sense. I so badly want to be successful doing this thing. I need to prove that I can do this, but it's just not working. That was a really long way of saying, if you've stayed this far, this is for you. (laughs) Here's the piece of advice that I want to give you that is like so, so, so fundamental and the thing that I need you to understand more than anything else. You have to do this for you. That's it, period. Like, you have to do this for you. You cannot run your career successfully, build a business successfully, help people successfully from this energy of, I am not good enough and I need to prove that I can do this because it will lead to your burnout and you will not be able to do it. Even if you find some success, right? Like, I was able to make my first business pretty successful from this energetic place. Um, because I did enough work on myself and I, you know, did enough like energy work around being detached and like having fun and like all this stuff. Right. And then I burnt out so bad that I tore my whole business down. <laughs> like seriously. And this is when I was a dietitian, Okay. And I was doing disordered eating work. For those of you who don't know, um, you can always go back to my old podcast episodes and see what I used to talk about. But this is so important. This is so important that you understand this because that energy of needing to pr- to prove yourself and not feeling good enough, unfortunately, is the very energy that is going to um, come to light, is going to become your reality. You know, as Carl Jung said, uh, if you don't make the unconscious conscious, it-, it will run your life and you will call it fate. Oh, God, I forget that quote. I used to, like, say this quote all the time, so I'm... Sh- whatever you know you can look it up (laughs) but essentially the idea is that like if you continue to run from this feeling of not feeling good enough then the things in your life will like that feeling of not feeling good enough will externalize until you face it in your real life and unfortunately what that looks like is situations where you are reaffirming or gathering evidence gathering proof that you are not good enough whether it's like your business is not working out or you have bad experiences with clients or you know you feel like you're chasing in all your relationships right because this extends to relationships too like the number of people when i was in this energy that i chased i desperately wanted to like me that i like bent over backwards to prove that i was like worthy of loving and now you know it's not even it's not even a thing like if you don't i'm never going to convince someone to like me but when i was younger i tried to convince everyone to like me like i always wanted the person who didn't want me (laughs) and so because that was like me externalizing this belief that i wasn't good enough and getting that uh affirmation that i wasn't good enough from the people that i chose to surround myself with and the people that i chose to chase literally so this will happen in your business, this will happen in your career, this will happen with clients, this will happen, you know, with your relationships, until you really work on that piece of it, that feeling good enough. And it's hard when you're neurodivergent, because so many things are already really hard, right? Sitting down at a computer to force yourself to do the things that you know you need to do, really, really hard, right? Like, Harder than other harder than it is for other people. We can't just like make a list and sit down and do that list. Like, wouldn't that be nice? You know, we have to be motivated by something else. We need to be driven by inspiration. We need to be driven by passion. We need to be driven. Yes, there's an element of developing discipline. This is something that I teach other neurodivergent people is like, there is a way to develop discipline from a purely from self love. So that you can you know more consistently show up but i'll tell you as someone who's been doing this work on myself for a while like it's never going to be wake up every day and do that thing every single day if that's not how you're wired to be some people are wired to be like that i am not i'm guessing you're not too (laughs) so it's like it's, it's this phenomenon of you're constantly being reminded that like this is really hard for you and maybe you're not cut out for this and maybe this is just like a pipe dream and, you know, whatever. And so that's pushing you to push even harder to make this work, to make yourself successful, to whatever. And it's just not working. Like you're just hitting so much more resistance. You have to work on that feeling of not feeling good enough. And I need you from here on out to go into this era of, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want to do for me. Excuse my voice. It's like cracking for some reason right now. Sometimes this happens when I sit down and record podcasts. It's like, I get really, like, it's hard to talk. Um, I'm sure there's a spiritual reason behind that. Working on it, okay? Throat chakra has been a little blocked, but... You have to get to this place where everything that you do is for you and no one else. And sometimes that means quitting the very thing that you have been chasing for years, the very dream that you're like, oh my God, I want to make this work so bad to prove that I'm successful. Sometimes it means quitting that thing so that you can come back to it from new eyes and test and see if you really still want to do it. I've had to go through this a couple times in my own business of like giving myself a step back and doing something else and entertaining the idea, applying for jobs, like, you know, I I told y'all, I think I told y'all, I don't know, I don't make podcasts consistently, but. When I worked in a restaurant last year, oh my god, that was already last year, but when I worked in a restaurant for a few months, like, that was part of it. That was me giving myself a break and a chance to be like, I can walk away at any time. And I've talked about this a million times because when you have issues with, like, demand avoidance or... You know what people have aptly renamed as um, persistent drive for autonomy, as opposed to pathological demand avoidance. Because pathological demand avoidance is so like such a clinical way to say this person doesn't you know stick to the treatment plan and like they're a tough client, like they're treatment resistant and they're you know um, they they just won't do what I tell them to do. Which is like the worst the worst part of being in healthcare is talking about clients who are not putting the like treatment plan into action as if there is something wrong with them or that they have this like that they're like rebelling and that they need to just get fall in line oh my god that used to bug me so much because i was like this doesn't feel right like maybe you're just not good enough at your job (laughs) have you ever thought about that (laughs) like it's your job (laughs) to help people and so if they are not adopting the treatment plan or if there is something that is getting in the way of them adopting the treatment plan then you need to change not them (laughs) Anyway, um, so persistent drive for autonomy. Oh my God, where was I going with that? Damn it. Okay, I remember what I was saying. (laughs) When you struggle with um, demand avoidance, let's call it that for just this example, The pressure to do the thing, even if it's something that you really, really like and you really want to do, like, you know that, let's say, working with clients, like, really lights you up and you want to do this, but the actual act of, like, trying to build your business and putting that pressure on yourself to do all the things that you need to do in order to build your business, if that is creating this demand on yourself that you are now rebelling against, no matter how much it's hurting you, right, you're just consciously and subconsciously rebelling against that thing then you need to give yourself an out you have to give yourself a way out it cannot be an all or nothing type of mindset of like this is my only option because when you make your business in this one narrow idea of how you want to be successful your only option it's not it probably won't end well i don't like i don't know how else to say that it probably is not going to end well because First of all, it's so limited. Like you cannot possibly know how much potential you have or like where your career could go. You cannot possibly know how big you can get or how much you can experience in life if you're only basing your idea of off, if you're only basing your idea of success off of what you've seen other people do or what you've been told you're good at or what you ha- thought when you were like in middle school or in high school and you've held on to this idea of what you want to do since then because there is so much more potential out there in your life, right? The universe has so many opportunities for you. Your life has so many opportunities for you. People's careers take a million different twists and turns that they never would have anticipated. But the only way that you're able to get into a place where like you're open for those twists and turns, you're open to be guided by your instincts and your intuition and your ideas is by letting go of this very rigid narrow idea of what you think success should look like for you and getting rid of this demand that you're putting on yourself to be successful in this way. So when you say fuck it. And you walk away from that thing, even if you don't walk away permanently or full time, right? Maybe you just go get the, the advice I give today is like go give a fuck. It. Get a fuck it job. Get a fuck it job that requires absolutely no mental space. Cuz that's the other thing too. If you're in a helper profession and you're doing all of this like emotionally heavy work and you're also trying to heal from burnout and figure out like why am I feeling so resistant? It's cuz you're burnt out. It's because you're you've been taking on way too much on top of your own healing work on top of your own own, like money issues or on top of your own like self-worth self-confidence issues like whatever else is going on you're also taking on the like emotional heaviness from your work and so y- you can't see clearly like yeah of course you have brain fog of course you have a hard time sitting down at the computer of co- of, course, of course of course of course right so for me over the years like what that has looked like is giving myself an out giving myself an opportunity to be like I can go do anything else that I want to do. And actually I'm going to try to make money doing other things because this is, this is not the only way that I have to make money. And that has opened my eyes so much. Like that simple act of giving myself an out not only clears up a lot of the resistance, but it opened my eyes to what I really want. And sometimes what you really want is not actually what you've been pursuing for years. Maybe there's elements of it, right? Like maybe you do want to be a business owner, but like you've only really known about people having coaching businesses. I remember Paige Michelle, I saw her say this years ago, and it didn't resonate in the way that it does now. She was like, not everyone is supposed to be a coach. And I think with the creator economy, like we're going to start seeing that more and more is like people are going to realize that they were never meant to be coaches. That was just the only example that they had. And like that hit so much because I know that I'm meant to be a coach in some capacity. Like I'm really, really good at coaching and I'm both in group settings and in one-on-one settings. But I know that that is not meant to be my only source of income, that that is like, that's not the only thing that I'm here to do. But I was limiting myself to like, oh, well, coaches have this type of business. And so I'm going to have this type of business where I sell courses and I do group programs and I have my one-on-ones and like, that's, that's it. And as long as I can scale that business, well, there's only so much like swimming upstream that you can do for you're like, maybe that's not the full story. Maybe I'm facing resistance or maybe this isn't working out because I'm meant to be seeing something else that I'm missing something that like is really meant for me because I'm so fixated on this idea of what my success should look like. So when you go get that fuck a job or at the very least give yourself permission to quit at any moment, you can start to ask yourself the admittedly scary question of what do I want? (laughs) Like, do I want this? And if I do or if there's part of me that wants this or like I want part of this, then what are the parts that are not working for me and how can I navigate those and like replace them with things that I do want? Or how can I experiment with a new path or how can I, you know, whatever, just like fill in the blank asking yourself these open-ended questions and waiting for your subconscious to answer because your subconscious does have the answers. But if you're so busy pushing and forcing and trying to like make this very narrow idea of success come to life, then you're not going to be able to listen to whatever it is your subconscious is trying to tell you about your path. And if you are so busy trying to prove yourself, you are definitely not going to be able to listen to what your subconscious is telling you, even if it's screaming at you, even if all signs are pointing to this is not lighting you up and this is not working for you. For whatever reason, there is going to be that part of your ego, that part of your inner child that is like so desperate to prove yourself to other people that is not going to let you give up on it and it's just going to keep you stuck in this cycle of like not getting anywhere and wondering what the problem is the problem is that you're not listening to yourself and the problem is you're expecting way too much of yourself and i know it doesn't it's not very like sexy or cool to say things like expect less of yourself (laughs) Um, but with people who are neurodivergent, I'm not telling you to like underachieve, right? Even if you're not neurodivergent, if this resonates with you, okay? I'm not telling you to underachieve. What I'm telling you is your expectations for yourself are wildly unrealistic because the way that you have been taught to do things by a neurotypical society is is not meant for you. And so in order to hold yourself to the standards that you have set for yourself, you would need to literally nearly kill yourself to get there. And you've been doing that for years. Okay. So first of all, we need to learn how to take that pressure off we need to learn how to work with your brain right we, you need to learn how to work with your brain to be able to do things your way and not try to like follow the neurotypical script of sit down at your computer and make the website blah, blah, blah. like there are there's you are meant to do things in a more creative way okay so that's the first thing the second thing is that you need to expect less of yourself before you can expect more of yourself and that's just the reality of the situation Because if you've been holding yourself to impossibly high standards and expecting yourself to function at the highest possible level that you've been functioning at, I promise you will keep burning out over and over and over and over and over and over and over over again until you finally learn your lesson because that is how the universe works. That's how your body works. That's how nature works. When you push too far in one direction, nature pushes back. Okay, I'm doing this on video, but I'll also talk you through it in case you're listening audio. There's this concept in acceptance and commitment therapy of, like, thoughts, right? And it's, like, the basis of thought work in acceptance and commitment therapy act. Whatever you're pushing, whatever you're pushing yourself to do, forcing yourself to do, trying to make happen, the more you push against this wall, right? The wall is the thing that you're pushing, the more the wall pushes back. And guess who's going to win between you and the wall? The wall is going to win, okay? And not only that, but you're going to be exhausted because you're going to keep trying to push. I could sit here and push all day up against this wall. I could sit here and push all day. If you, the more you keep trying to do this, the more exhausted you're going to be. That is how this works. I mean, I've used pendulum analogies a million times. If you swing the pendulum too far one way, it's going to swing back just as hard the other way. So in order to balance yourself out, to get to a place where you're not like operating on functional freeze and like high levels of burnout, you have to lower your expectations for yourself. Take away the thing, even if it's just mentally take away the thing that is keeping you like forcing and pushing and trying to prove yourself, take it away completely and then ask yourself like, okay, no expectations, no pressure, no desire to prove what do i want and then you can start building up your expectations for yourself again but oh that is uncomfortable it's really uncomfortable it requires you to surrender it requires you to let go of control it requires you to be trusting of the process and it requires you to be okay with people judging you or people you know, not getting what you're doing, or it requires you to maybe not be validated all the time for how hard you work. And that's the biggest fear, but that's why it's the solution because you have to face your biggest fear head on. If your biggest fear is not achieving at incredibly high levels, if your biggest fear is not being good enough and failing at the thing that you desperately want to succeed at then you've got to face that fear and the only way to face that fear is by lowering your expectations for yourself and saying fuck it because when you get rid of that fear right like for me that fear showed up as like needing to file for bankruptcy like getting myself in so much debt and needing to file for bankruptcy and then, having to tell people that I filed for bankruptcy and having to deal with that the the judgment and you know, people talking about me behind my back, and you know, people online saying that I'm not a good coach or I must be a terrible business owner, like, ah, she calls herself a life coach and she filed for bankruptcy. like th- that's a joke. you know, I had to deal with all of that because I had to realize that, like, none of that matters. People finding out that I was in a bad financial position doesn't matter. And so, on the other side of that, and also, Also, me being perceived as like a failure in my business doesn't matter. And me taking a step back from my business in this really radical way in order to deal with my debt and deal with my finances and heal my money wounds and all of that doesn't matter. Whereas before I started dealing with my debt, that was the biggest fear ever. Like that was my that was my deep fear that people would find out that I'm like not good enough or that I'm not as successful as I once was. And before I got really successful in my first business, my biggest fear was never being successful. <laughs> so it's like you have to deal with that fear, and if you do it consciously and intentionally by taking away the the, the constant pressure that you're putting yourself under, and giving yourself a second to pause and like re reroute and reorient yourself then you have so much more power in your life. And listen, you're going to have power in your life either way. You always have power in your life. You are always way more empowered than you probably give yourself credit for. You recognize, right? But it's a lot easier. I mean, it sounds harder, but it's a lot easier to consciously make that decision than it is to let it go and stay in this burnout and overwork cycle and push, push, push and keep trying to make it work and, you know, get frustrated and wonder why it's not working and all this stuff. And then eventually like hit a point of no return and be forced by the universe and forced by your own shadow to deal with this. People don't want to hear that, right? And I know that people don't want to hear that because I talk to clients like this all the time, and this is not the client I talked to today. But in general, like for the years now, I've been talking to a lot of clients. And so I've, I've had uh, potential clients like ghost on me because I'll tell them this. I'll be super honest. And I'll be like, this is the process. You're going to have to dial back the level that you're achieving at right now if you want to be able to achieve in a sustainable way. If you want to find out what really lights you up and really makes you happy, you're going to have to dial back the, like, compulsive overachieving that you're living in right now, the constant fight or flight, the constant, like, desperation to get whatever it is you're trying to get. I also want to talk about that desperation, too, because that, that desperation is an attachment to an outcome. It's an attachment to if my life does not work out exactly the way that I see it working out, then, like, I'm a failure and everything is terrible. That will sabotage you because you're going to get on, let's say you're a coach, you're going to get on client calls and you're going to, they're going to feel that desperation coming off of you. And it's, it doesn't go well. It's it from someone who's been there a lot, you know, when I'm in periods of like really desperate for clients or really desperate for my work, my business to work out or whatever. And sometimes it was like pure desperation from like, a, I need to pay my bills type of desperation. People felt it. And it got in the way of my success, a hundred percent. And then when I pull back on that attachment and I release it completely, and I'm just like, okay, universe, like do what you gotta do. And obviously I'm still taking action to pay my bills. I'm not like just waiting around for the universe to deliver me clients on my front doorstep. But it's like when I take that step back and release that attachment to a certain outcome, life starts to surprise you. But it's not cute. It's not sexy. It's not like it sucks (laughs) so that is the solution that's that's what you got to do i hope this landed for you um thank you to all the clients who are potential clients people i've talked to who um have been willing to be vulnerable with me and like share share these experiences with me because through this, through this work, I've been able to see this pattern and now I can speak to it because it's not just me who has gone through this. Like, this is so common amongst so many people. And so, like, that's why I made this episode because I really want as many people as possible to hear this. And I want this to, like, last a long time. This is more than just like a TikTok. And I want you to know, right, that whether or not you are good enough is irrelevant to your success. Truly. Like, I could sit here and say, you are good enough for your success. You are worthy enough. Like, you are the best and you are special and all of these things. And, like, you can do it. I believe all of that. And whether or not you feel good enough is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. The only time it becomes relevant is when your desire to prove that you are good enough because you don't feel good enough starts affecting the way that you show up on a day-to-day basis. That's when it becomes really, really, really relevant because it's a way that we self-sabotage, right? We get attached to the struggle. We get attached to confirming this belief that we are not good enough. (laughs) We get attached to this identity of someone who struggles and who is helpless and who needs to be saved or, you know whatever you've got to be willing to let go of that identity you've got to be willing to let go of that attachment and be open to what you are meant to be learning from this process that is the only way and this is the foundation of what I teach, whether it's one-on-one coaching, whether it's my group, Do the Damn Thing, which I'm going to be launching in the next week or two and um, en- enrolling for. I would love to have you in the program if that is something that resonates with you because I'm teaching people how to do the damn thing, but like in a fun way, in a fun and energizing and exciting way and not in this like heavy, uh, like I got to sit down on my computer and do all this work kind of way, but like in a really, truly fulfilling and in light way. Because remember, if you're trying to be a business owner, business is supposed to be fun. It is. It's supposed to be fun. We take it too seriously. Like, I get that it's serious because we need to pay our bills, but, like, it's not. It's supposed to be fun. If you look around, if you're, if you're one of those people who, like, watches founder interviews or, like, listens to podcasts with founders and, like, studies people's success stories and all that stuff, you'll notice that the one thing that a lot of these founders have in common, especially female founders, okay, is they love what they do. They found a problem that they wanted to solve or they found a, a passion for something. And then they just went all in on it because that's where the energy was taking them. And then it grew. And yes, strategy was necessary. Yes, playing the game was necessary. Yes, sitting down and doing things they didn't want to do was necessary. But the energy and the excitement of what they were doing was enough to keep you going through the hard shit. I think a lot of people get into business for themselves because you feel like you have to because you're just not cut out for, like, working for someone else because a lot of neurodivergent people just aren't. Like, we just aren't – we don't thrive working for other people. And so you get into business feeling like you have to, but then you take business so seriously and you suck all the fun out of it, which I understand because, like, all the messaging around marketing and, like, getting ideal clients and all this stuff. Like, it's so much, so much information that you've got to learn in order to be able to make money yes you have to learn the principles of business 100 percent. yes you have to learn how to market and sell and you know design offers that people want like all this stuff but it should be fun it should be exciting it should be energizing like you should want to sit down and work on these things and I'm not saying that if you don't if you have this resistance that you must not want it because I don't think that's true at all I think a lot of you do actually want the thing that you're trying to do but like I have said already in this podcast like there are so many other things at play here that are keeping you burnt out and stuck in this resistance and so the only way to find out if the thing that you're trying to do is actually what you want to do is by taking all that pressure off expecting less of yourself right dialing it back saying fuck it going into this era of like what i'm doing is for me and i don't care if i fail because i'm doing it for me Mm -hmm. that will show you what it is you want to do good luck i love you i hope that this helped someone anyone please dm me let me know if it did and do the damn thing is coming up um i have my link in bio store slash whitney catalano to sign up for the waitlist if you want to get on that um yeah that's it